Today, I'm joined by Tanya, a regular visitor who is always refreshing in her openness, courage, speed of thought, and inspirational in her positivity and enlightening view of the world. She's a determined woman who knows what she wants, who pursues what brings her pleasure, and has a keen interest in passing on her approach so that others find within themselves the strength that inherently exists there to do with as they in turn wish. Tanya is a professional in every sense of the word. She is thorough, thoughtful, responsible and a leader. She makes decisions and she shows she cares about her team too. She is always a pleasure to talk with and listen to and today is another example of how Tanya is brimming with life and passion. Tanya, I'm so happy to have you back again. Um, okay, we've spoken you know, in the uh, intervening period. However, other people haven't had the pleasure of listening into those conversations. Um, and uh, yeah, which is all the better for me, um, but uh, not so cool for the others. However, it's been almost two months and a week. So you've been very busy in that time. Um, but first of all, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. And I appreciate being here again <laughs> to get, and getting the opportunity to share my thoughts <laughs> with you and uh, your guests. Yeah, well, it's always great to, to have you back, especially because you always, yeah, even though for you, you're probably well within your sort of um, your own set boundaries. But when it comes to the kind of things that I normally talk about, um, you, you tend to push against my boundaries and you've often broken through. And what that's that's great for me um, because I do enjoy coming out of my my comfort zone. Um, and, you know, as a result, you you automatically require me to question things which I would not normally have done. Mm -hmm. um, and I find that brilliant. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> that's actually how it should be when you have a conversation with somebody. And at least that's my 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 wish that uh, that happens with both sides. Yeah, but a lot of people aren't really comfortable doing that. You know, as in like people, either, they either take it to sort of animosity and they start an argument mm -hmm. um, or, or they simply refuse to engage and walk away. But I mean, I guess a part of it is, you know, you know, I, I respect you so much. I'm more than happy to hear you, uh, you know, disagree with me and, and so on. Um, yeah, maybe there's a there's a key there for people to just, you know, listen a bit more and try to understand the other. Well, that's, I, yeah, as you said, it's the key. F for me, it's definitely, and it's not only to listen to the other, but for me, it's also a thing of um, like energy. Like you have in a conversation, you don't only have the words you're exchanging, but you have, uh, you have, a, there is an exchange of energy, yet you, you resonate with things or you do not resonate with things. And then you have, if you don't resonate with things, uh, for example, with what the other said, then you have the option of uh, like stepping back on shutting down or just to step forward. Um, and that choice, yeah, we have that choice like in every, in every, in every moment. And um, I'd also say that when we have our, our podcast, of course, I'm like um, focusing on it I'm concentrating on it and, and on, on you and on your questions and uh, the content. Uh, and I'm relaxed and fine and uh, having my cup of hot water over here <laughs> being at home, you know. And then we have this conversation also in daily life when we are all tired and sad, angry, aggressive, whatever. And then it's um, more it's more complicated and it's um, um, it's harder to to also focus on the other and to step forward, then it's easier and sometimes more convenient 
to stay in the comfort zone and to step back. Yeah, and uh, you get my uh, point. No, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I, it's just I, you know, I, I do like to sometimes take a just a brief moment to completely absorb your your message. And um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I love it when you bring me out of my comfort zone. I think I'm far too comfortable in that particular zone. Um, hence the silly name. Um, and it's always good to to try to see things from a different perspective. I don't always succeed. Um, but you definitely aid in that process. So, you know, thank you for it. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, strangely enough, we thought we might do things in a slightly chronological manner today. So the one of, one of the reasons why we haven't spoken in some time was, and we were going to talk, I believe, around the time of your um, essential talk that you organized back in August, I think it was. But then... Um, events worked against us and you were involved in some uh, planning uh, process for I think it was your trip however you you did manage to have your sensual talk it was the first in some time um, do you first of all want to talk about it a bit and then also go into some of the details about what uh, you know what transpired yeah yeah sure um, yeah exactly I was able to to organize the first sensual talk in 2021. <laughs> that was in the middle of, of, of August, that's, that's right. And it was due to uh, COVID. And I was so happy because um, the last one before, I guess, was in October last year. So it was like months. And I, I tried to do it on a monthly basis. So uh, I was really 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 missing the exchange and to sit with the ladies and this particular atmosphere and the nice thing was that the um, like the distribution list or the guest list for the for the central talk grew in this month and um, yeah and then I uh, invited the ladies for a nice after work uh, evening to my place and uh, and we had a really nice round and it, I was so happy because they were from uh, ladies who participated before and I know for a very very long time and who are like very close friends to ladies uh, who I've never met before um, for example one lady came who was participating in this evening event uh, mm. We were also talking in one of the last podcasts. I think it was actually the last podcast uh, yeah. where um, I gave an interview and introduced the central talk um, before they were showing the film Woman. Mm. And then yeah. there were uh, two others um, um, I just recently met. So it was great. And it was, um, as always, a nice... Um, um variety of of ladies of human beings and we had a nice evening really nice evening and uh yeah the as usual i didn't plan for anything content wise and what was really nice is that i didn't even um have to um, i didn't have to organize the like the introduction because they were all so keen like and okay and who are you and how do you know tanya and is this the first time you are here and uh so that was quite nice and they were all e they were all eager to get to know each other and so a very beautiful conversation um developed over the over the night and we were sitting until midnight so yeah so I was, I was in, in, in German, I would say I was selig. <laughs> I was really, <laughs> um, yeah, I was really satisfied and happy and uh, joyful. Um, and uh, after the evening and even during the evening, I was like, and this is why I started it. I didn't start it with a newsletter. I didn't start it in an online uh, format. I started it as a meeting, actually human beings meeting, sitting together in a nice atmosphere and sharing stuff you would want to share, but you don't always dare to share. So, yeah. And I'm actually hmm. planning the next one for next week. Yay. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask about, the, so when, when newcomers 
turn up as well. Um, from what you just said, it seems they just they just fit in seamlessly without any kind of uh, additional invitation to sort of inspire them to speak out and participate. Um, is that normally your experience or do people kind of arrive and a bit want to sort of test the atmosphere? Oh, what should I say? What should I not say? I mean, what, what is the normal procedure? How would somebody perhaps normally approach one of your sensual talks? Hmm. There is actually not such a thing as a normal approach. It's really <laughs> very different, really di diverse, like depending on, on the lady. I think it depends also, does the lady who is coming to the sensual talk, does she know me? How long does she know me? From which context? Then there is, of course, uh, already a base of um, of trust. You know, and then you have those ones who come like, yeah, I have something I want to talk about. I want to share and I want to get the opinion of other women. So they are like burning, you know, to 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 share what uh, what they have in their mind or in their heart. And then there are others who are like a bit more um, um distant but in a neutral way like okay i i really I, this is so interesting i'd like to come but for the first uh, like for this moment i don't want to share i just want to listen um and then you have those ones who who have this approach of coming and listening and then they they suddenly open up because the the group of ladies who is sitting together is touching up on a topic which really triggers them so there's like this there's like the sensual talks have never ever been one equal to the other they had the dynamics the topics they have always been um very um unique um yeah are yeah. there any are there any limits that you would not uh, sort of allow to be surpassed topic wise? I mean, I'm, I'm, I can imagine that you inherently uh, sort of make sure that there is mutual respect between all the participants and so on. Um, uh, but are there topics which you would say are, you know, at loss of a better word, taboo? Or is, is it like uh, everybody is free to express themselves in whichever way they wish? There's no taboo. Okay. Like for me, for me, the, the the idea is exactly that to break taboos or to to offer a comfortable space, uh, a positive, friendly space where you can talk about things which like openly. And then the thing about taboos is that what is a taboo for me might not be a taboo for you. And then you have ladies here. And I, I, we had that, uh, I had that, we had that here in the past that you were, I could see that a lady was talking about a topic, which normally is a taboo topic for her. And then you have other ladies sitting here for them. This topic is not a taboo at all. And they have a very, natural way of talking about it or handling it mm. and this is something very fascinating and also I think enriching for for the the ladies coming that you can see okay just because this is a taboo for me because I have been raised in the way I've been raised and uh, because I am how I am and I had the experience I had it doesn't mean that this this way of thinking, this way of um, handling things or doing things or not doing things, picturing things is, uh, is, uh, um, as, is uh, as well a taboo for somebody else or they are handling it in the same way. And this is like the really nice thing for me. Yeah, no, I you can know? imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I haven't actually been able to participate yet in one of your sensual talks. I'm really looking. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, if if it uh, you know if it does occur in, in Berlin, um, I, I'd love to participate. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, I am um, so keen to organize it. I mean, I think I already said it in the. Right. At the beginning of this year, mm. I already wanted to organize one central talk last year in Berlin. Didn't happen due to COVID. I wanted to this year and then it didn't happen because I've been so much on the road. And now 
destiny <laughs> is uh, is blowing me uh, towards uh, berlin uh, job wise on a regular base for the coming yeah time mm. and uh, so this is why i'm quite positive um, um and i hope sincerely that i will be able to do a, a central talk this year still this winter before christmas in uh, in um, in berlin and then you are most uh, most welcome it's mm. it would be just then very interesting because i never had a central talk um where uh, a man participated and i could imagine that this would change the dynamic Mm -hmm. uh and and i think i would also actually uh without discriminating you i would actually see uh who is uh, participating and if the ladies would be fine with a guy participating because yeah, so course. far yeah. so far the sensual talk eh, i've been organizing only for ladies what i have in my mind one of the hundreds of thousands of ideas i still have in my mind what i could do <laughs> with the century talk is a, for example also or a format for uh, ladies and for gentlemen like for for both yeah mm -hmm. and who yeah and whoever or for like all genders let let's put it that way like for all yeah. genders who would like to come uh, because i think that would um be again uh, a different dynamic yeah yeah absolutely i mean to have like uh, an opportunity for all genders and, and let's face it berlin is one of those cities yes. where lots of genders are you know richly represented um i, I think it, it could develop into an extremely enlightening debate as well but of course your your members would take precedence and so if they if they would prefer not to have me there on this or any occasion then um, uh, no discrimination at all taken from my part no offense i'm happy to uh, <coughs> sit back but you will be uh you will be in the loop cool uh, you will you will see you will get the the information when when i'm organizing it of course we would uh, exchange about it and then we can see yeah mm. Yeah. But I'm looking forward. Would be great. Would be would be great if I could now continue doing the central talk in um, October, November, and December once a month here in Frankfurt or like in Offenbach, and then um, and then to add one in Berlin. That be that would be great. Mm. Yeah. And you, so I mean, you know, and you know, lots of people in Berlin as well. I mean, it's it's not just us here. You've got other lots of other acquaintances here too, don't you? Yeah. Well. Um, I have, uh, I like some of my uh, Herzensmenschen, like those people who are like very near to me. Some of them do actually really live in in Berlin, and uh, and I I have also uh, other acquaintances. And then what I'm actually aiming for is that maybe those um, friends of mine, female friends of mine who are already part of the central talk that maybe they have friends they would bring along or whatsoever so yeah yeah i hope i hope there there will be uh, people will resonate with an invitation for berlin let's see but as i said when i started two years ago i was also saying here for 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 frankfurt like and even if only one person is coming i'm doing this and this counts also for berlin and if if only one person would come to the central talk, then that's it, mm. and that's great. Yeah. yeah, and and if it's only me, then we can we can do a, a recording of it, and it will turn into a podcast. So that's <laughs> <not easy. laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can do that. For example, <laughs> yeah, which would be very entertaining actually to see how that would develop. But um, yeah, okay, cool. So I mean, are there any other details? I mean. When you got finally got together, I presume there was also a sense of relief among the participants to sort of see you again, to see others again. Um, yeah, how was the the atmosphere? Very, very open, very positive, very caring, very curious. It was really nice that every lady could take the space she needed to express herself. Um, yeah. There was no, yeah, yeah, that's how it was. And uh, I like to see this. 
Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't go into um, more into detail topic wise, but uh, yeah, I, for me, it's also the way how people handle other people, um, like how you behave uh, with others. And this is what I, I really like. There was like, it was obvious that uh, we all have been very, very um, different from our experiences, from the age, um, um, from our way to think, uh, our perspectives, but it was a very accepting atmosphere. And that's like, let, um, let the others be like they are, you know, without judging just because they are different or because things they do or share is not what you would do or share or, um, yeah. Wonderful. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I love being put into a situation where I don't always know everybody. And it's almost as though I have to sort of, uh, you know, learn how to swim, uh, which would be a nice yeah. thing because I, I don't know how to swim. Um, but, it, you know, in this case, socially sort of learn how to swim with a new group um, yeah. of individuals and to find an island of my own you know, comfort within that. Uh, it's an interesting challenge. So I, yeah, I, I think it'll be uh, fascinating to to experience how how the mood develops, you know, mm -hmm. within this group as well. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the, the nice thing is that um, there were really French like friendships grew out of uh, uh, out of the central talk. Like I, I there like some of the ladies. They exchanged then later, uh, like in the in the last two years, um, they exchanged numbers and then they went out together and became really good friends uh, or have an exchange on a regular basis or they share another hobby. So this is beautiful for me. This is um, I think at the beginning when uh, when the first ladies uh, like interacted amongst them. They were like, yeah, but I'm I'm going to meet this one here. Please go. I mean, this is not like um, I love this. This is why I'm doing this. I'm trying to connect people. I'm trying to connect ladies, um, but not in a in a on a based on a usual like on a topic we are talking uh, on a daily basis about. But with this um, very crucial topic of femininity and sensuality and sexuality, so you are opening up quite quite um, quick and quite deep. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful to see that uh, friendships grow out of it, like really friendships. So it's amazing. So hmm. this this could even happen more. I love that. Yeah, it, it is fascinating to see how uh, you know these things develop. But also, I mean, I imagine. The people with whom you are uh, on a friendly basis anyway would tend towards open-mindedness um, and, and so that in itself uh, makes it easier to achieve I guess. Yeah maybe but the thing is also I would call myself also open-minded but that that in specific topics and then there are other topics I might not be that open-minded I don't know. And uh, specifically, this topic of femininity and sensuality, sexuality is uh, like a very, it's a, uh, it really goes deep into your own identity. Um, and talking about it or opening up uh, makes you also vulnerable. And yeah, I think I lost now track of your mm. question. <laughs> No, 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 no. I was, I was just, no, no, no. I, I think you're right. Yeah, no, no, I, I think you're right. I think generally speaking, we we live our lives, you know, close to people. Uh, and invariably, these people know the most intricate details of our existence and so are therefore a greater danger to us than those who don't know us. So what you're saying is absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. There's so much to talk about the uh, the essential talk um, groups that you have. Um, I think the more my awareness of you know the way in which these discussions are held grows, the better I will be also at asking pertinent questions um, to to sort of you know be able to communicate these uh, concepts uh, better 
to the people who listen. But I, I would imagine that um, people already engaged in topics of gender equality, sensuality, feminism, uh, sexuality would have a pretty good understanding in general of what could be discussed uh, mm. at such events. So, mm. no. Cool. Okay. All right. And then not so long after your sensual talk evening, you went somewhere else, didn't you, this summer? Yes, I went. Uh, uh, I went home, back home to the other home. I'm one of the lucky persons who have many homes, who has many homes, and I went to South Italy, where I couldn't go now for two years, and I spent a month there uh, with my family and by the ocean, and uh, yeah, where where my roots are from, like part of my roots, yeah. It was um, it was really nice. It was beautiful. It was needed, and I swear to myself that I will not uh, um, wait another two years. So usually I go every year. Just last year, due to COVID and due to the specific situation in Italy, I I decided not to go. Um, yeah, but that mm. was amazing. Yeah, I went there. I did again a road trip this time by car. <laughs> I went the 2,000 kilometers down south and, uh, yeah, and spent there. All alone, month, right? Yeah. 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 That's quite a journey. Um, and also in a, a classic automobile, if I, because a, this is a part of the, the story of your trip, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a, 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 an old timer from 1977 <laughs> a ship a mixture about uh, a mixture of a ship and uh, uh, and a tra tractor do you say tractor in english we do yeah yeah tractor yeah because it's a tractor i mean this thing is like yeah and uh, i love this car because i mean i love this car because this uh, this car was bought for this reason like to make the trips down to italy and back and uh, yeah, it's nice. I like it. I like the 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 freedom it gives me. It when you travel by car, you can stop wherever you want, how long you want. You can drive during night and day, and you don't have the um, the timetable, you know. Mm. So if you want to go for five hours, you go for five hours. If you want to make a uh, a pee pause every half an hour you can do that you know like it's like <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah it's great and you cross mm -hmm. like germany switzerland and then the whole of italy and uh, i like uh, i like this old fashioned way of traveling by train by uh, by car like you know like that you ha you get a feeling of the distances Mm. Uh, like instead of going by airplane and then you are down there in two hours and it doesn't mirror the real distance, you know, you, you can see, you witness how uh, the geography changes, the, the the scenery changes, people change. So, yeah, it's nice. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to London by train uh, later this year for the first mm -hmm. time. So I'm, you know, I, I don't like flying. Um, so I'm going to take a train journey there. So I hope to experience exactly that which you explained there. Um, and yeah, obviously, I'll let you know. Um, yeah, you should you should share then in your podcast. Mm. Yes, yes. I will uh, ask you. <laughs> please, please. Yeah, feel free. Absolutely feel free. Um, but yeah, so you hadn't been back there for two years. Um, yeah. And you have a unique relationship with uh, your you know, Puglia, uh, yes. I, I believe. Um, yes. Could you put that into words? Um, there is a there is a word in German I use, which I don't know. Um, I try to translate it like um, for me, Puglia and specifically the place, uh, the region where my family comes from and my roots are from, um, for, to me is a Kraftort. It's a it's a place where I feel really rooted, where I have the sense of being home, even though I never lived there. Um, it's um, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know if it's on. If I see the scenery down there, 
the olive trees and the red dark, dark red brownish earth uh, soil uh, and uh, the ocean of course and um, when I hear the the language and the dialect specifically not, not only the Italian language but also the the, 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 the dialect of this region mm. it really opens up my heart like it goes straight it goes straight to my heart and it's something I felt since I was a child but uh, of course I couldn't put it in words back then it's really yeah yeah I, I mean I don't know maybe you can hear it from my voice that I get emotional also just now talking about it like on a positive way emotional mm. it's really it's really rooted yeah very deep and um I, I I believe it's also for some parts of my family it's difficult to understand you know maybe for a person generally it might be difficult to understand if you are not of a mixed heritage um, how how there can be this kind of connection to a place if you have not lived there but on the other hand side I mean people are traveling and feel a connection like with uh, Southeast Asia or um uh, sub-sahara african country or brazil or the east uh, i don't know so yeah and and i believe also on top it's um i have of course very many memories like it's a place which has always been there my entire life and it it's there it's it's not going away and it's like a it's like a safe haven to me like yeah yeah the the smells the sounds um the views yeah mm. yeah when you were talking initially i i, I did sense the uh, the emotion and, and and i was going to uh, ask a question as to whether or not your your ability to feel a connection with so many different places does that add to your ability to empathize to your the intensity with which you can experience certain feelings and uh, sensitivities uh, do you think this is also a part of that maybe i haven't thought about that but yeah maybe yeah i i get i get touched uh e easily yeah yeah I, I, but yeah the, you use the word empathy emp do you say em empathet in english do you are like em how you say em you are empathetic empathic, empathic. Yeah. yeah yeah i think i'm a i'm an empathic person um yeah yeah, maybe you're right. Mm. I mean, I do sense the yeah, yeah the, the empathy. You you are you sometimes understand my questions before I've finished asking them. Um, so maybe you're a bit of a mind reader too. I don't know, but uh, uh, it's kind of suggestive that you you almost know uh, what what is about to come in some cases. So that's uh, that's always interesting. It means you are very much in tune with the moment too, and that's also maybe connected to your mindfulness um and and you know the moment doesn't you know just pass you by you have a relationship with it it's really beautiful what you just said <laughs> and um um thank you for that and um i i think i i am in, in, intuitive when i am um Mm, how you say that um um when i'm in with me in me like when i'm relaxed mindful in the present moment whatsoever you know mm -hmm. um <clears throat> it's um when i'm sad uh, angry <laughs> pissed whatever <laughs> like it's uh, then of course less but yeah and actually what I'm trying is to try, I try to be more 
aware of what's around me. And again, for me, this is like I, I've been thinking, working, reading a lot on energy uh, lately, like the last weeks, months. And I, I really, for me, I come to the conclusion like um, many things, they get transported between human beings, not through words, but through energy. And if you start open up for that, And I don't want like this. I don't mean this in like a crazy spiritual esoteric way, but just if you open up and you use this capability which we have as a human being, then um, then it's actually easy because it just happens. It's like hearing with a with another sense. Mm. And uh, and maybe and maybe also the dancing helped a lot to to refine this because while you dance there is a lot about connection flow and energy and not at all about words like specifically if you go on a social dance and you dance with uh, people you don't know you can you can tell you can tell okay this this with this person i don't know this person but i have an amazing connection and and then you dance with the next one and you're like this is not fitting you know it's just not fitting and it's not it's not not fitting because of the character um or what the person said or the political thoughts this person has or i don't know because you are not talking it's yeah. just It's just the the energy be- between the two the two of us. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I did a bit. I did a big loop now to explain, mm. but uh, yeah. So. No, it's well, no, you you do as many loops as you wish. Yeah, and, <laughs> um, and yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll worry about uh, being able to chase after each one to understand <laughs> them fully. Um, but no, you're you're right about the energies because I I recall many moments when. So, you know, back in London, when I I used to re- recite poetry on, on occasion um, mm-hmm. publicly, and then I, I remember once I did it in in a room with friends and family, and but these were people with before whom I hadn't this, I'd established a new relationship with these people, and you know, the the energy within the room was such that I became overwhelmed with emotion, and I couldn't finish a poem which I had recited so many times before. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you're absolutely right. These energies do exist. They they come up sometimes at completely um, you know, random moments without any forewarning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a challenge sometimes to be able to deal with them. Yeah. Yes, because and because it's a challenge challenge to deal with them. We are we are suppressing them. We are pushing them away. And we are pushing them away because we are, have not been taught how to how to manage them. You know, it's mm. kind of a vicious circle. So I I think this is something everybody can do. But but um, it's like really start start listening with a with an extra uh, with an extra sense. You know, like you can do it or you cannot. Like you can choose, mm. you know, it's uh, it's just to be more more sensitive to it. And the, the, the funny thing is, once you start like or I talk about myself, once I started to rely more on my intuition and to to consider energy and and if I resonate with some somebody or with what I resonate um, to focus more up on that. Um, I cannot get rid of it anymore, <laughs> mm. you know, because it's just it's just there, which it's doesn't powerful. mean yes, yes, and which doesn't mean that I get it always right, you know, because I'm the person who I am. I have my traumas, I have my uh, issues, <laughs> I have my uh, pr- prejudices. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word, you know. So, um, um, yeah. But nevertheless, it's there and it's uh, becoming actually stronger. And I like it. I, I was really going to say, like it's it. such a cool feeling, though, isn't it? I know it yes. overwhelms. Yes. And, yeah, but it's wonderful to yes. feel free and let it let it come out, yeah. as it were. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really amazing. And when you start um, attracting more people 
who are like who are doing the same you know who are relying also a lot on 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 energy and uh, resonance mm. then uh th that's really beautiful because then you also get a feedback on it you know and then which makes it even more conscious to yourself you know mm. like we are running around the whole day listening tasting seeing things but we are not aware of it because we are doing like if we have that capability then you you do it yeah we are not doing it consciously anymore I'm, i'm not running around the whole day i'm i'm i can see things i can hear noises you know i can speak because it comes it's um it just happens you know mm. um yeah i mean the thing and is then you sometimes you need somebody who just like or you need somebody from the outside or if you take a moment then you can Uh, uh reflect up on it and you make it consciously like yes yes i mean i am capable of seeing things i'm capable of hearing things which is which is great and uh also a fact to be thankful for yeah i mean and you talk about the the energy which is then transferred and in many cases perhaps um congregated and uh, you know the energy moves on to different levels when they are combined Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is something I've experienced through you know, with singing with friends um, mm -hmm. and, and which you, I'm sure, have experienced in your own way while dancing. Mm -hmm. um, because you often, when you've talked about dancing, you talk about an energy which mm -hmm. is then created with your dance partner. But I imagine also with the other people dancing around you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And with the music. I mean, the, the most beautiful dances I have was with, uh, with a leader with whom I had an amazing connection, even though not, not like not knowing him personally, him or her, whoever. Uh, and uh, dancing with this person with whom you have a connection to a song which you really like. You know, so you have the resonance, you resonate with the music and you resonate with your dancing partner. And that's just, uh, that's for me, that's like the cherry on top of the cake. You know, it's just, um, <laughs> I love it and it's great, but sometimes it's also very challenging because then sometimes I don't know um, which energy to follow first, the leader <laughs> the music you know then yeah I should follow the leader but then I love the music and I have my own interpretation of what I would like to do in a certain moment so yeah um but yeah so but there are also other sort of passions that come you know that, that are naturally inspired aren't they and so therefore to to have some understanding of what or which of the passions to pursue at a certain moment. I think, you know, in some cases, this is also what some people would describe as magical. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I like that. It's so beautiful that you use this word because I started using this word this year uh, a lot, that something is magical or that the things or, or moments have a certain magic. That's, I love it. Yeah. I love to bring this into my my daily life because I have the feeling that uh, the terminology or the word magic is like put in a corner for children and fairy tales and Disney movies, you know? mm. <laughs> something like that. And uh, and I actually I don't want to accept this, you know. <laughs> I want to have yeah. magic in my life every day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, you mentioned literature. I mean, I was—I even made a note here that because there's a, a, a series of books called *The Wheel of Time*, and it's a fantasy book, and there's a lot of rich uh, magic represented within it. But then there are there are certain elements within the book which uh, convey the message that magic is not only confined to an ability to. Um, use magic or be a magician of some description, but also to those creatures which are um, able to express themselves through song, because mm -hmm. song in itself can um, unite uh, a certain natural energy, 
which can then be used to influence the world around us. Now, obviously, this the thing about the author, the original author, unfortunately, he died halfway through his um, uh, his uh, magnum opus, as it were. But, you know, he had he had read a lot. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of emphasis, perhaps, on, um, you know, Francis Bacon yeah. um, on in some cases, he even perhaps uses Rosicrucian. Uh, you know, ideas as mm-hmm. it just as a, an inspiration behind some of the things that he talks about. And so, you know, these are beliefs which we society used to have very strongly mm-hmm. about 400 years ago. But somehow, you're right, magic mm-hmm. then became owned by only fantasy and not reality. I think this is also because magic had, uh, because you are now time traveling a bit and Mm. magic, for me, magic has a a positive connotation. But I mean, there have been times in the medieval when um, magic uh, had a very negative connotation, like talking about the, the, yeah, like in the history books, it's written the witch burning. For me, this is the women burning. Um, and, uh, yeah, and if, I mean, if we open up this is, uh, that, um, to, to give magic, like whatever that is, which is Mm. different, different to every human being, what, uh, to give magic a negative connotation helped stabilizing the, um, the, the church. No, the, mm. the the Christ, Christian um, the, the, the the religious belief the religious belief and the and the very hierarchical patriarchal structures which were uh, cemented also through that and um, yeah mm. so there yeah. were always been a, um, entweder oder no um, or this yeah. or that but not both um, yeah. Yeah, which in itself, obviously, as you say, opens up some interesting discussion points, but not not for today. No, 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 I don't want to go there. Not for today, (laughs) maybe not for any other podcast, because this is, yeah, but um, yeah. Um, But I would be like, for me, that's that's the point I wanted to make. Magic for me is not uh, something negative and magic is for me not only something for little princesses uh, all in pink and glitter. Mm. Uh, but it's something I I want I aim to have in my life and which is part of life I mean and it's nice and you can find it you can find it every every day you can we can I'm not able to do that uh, and on an everyday basis either because then just life happens and I'm happening <laughs> so um, but yeah I think sometimes it's enough to open yourself to the possibility and then when when it's there to appreciate it. Um, so I, I, I can't make a claim to be able to access it all the time as well. I wish I could. But there are moments. Um, um, it's, it's like when you, you know, I mean, I get this feeling when I look at my sleeping son's face, for example, yeah. there's a certain magic there. And uh, it's, you know, it's the feeling that you get yeah. thereafter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for me, or to me, for example, it's uh, when I see the the sea, the ocean. It has an immense uh, magical power to me. Yeah. You're you're brilliant actually, because I that's exactly where I wanted to thereafter leave. Because you, um, yeah, I mentioned poetry before, but you you've written some lovely poetry, some very personal poetry. Um, and it would be great if you could recite uh, the one that you put up, which was about the sea, I believe. Um, and it's up, it's up to you, of course, but I'd love to hear it recited by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like I always call it I wrote some lines. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I I I um I wrote something when I was in uh, in Italy this year, like um, at my family's place, <clears throat> sitting by the sea, and uh, yeah, I can do that. Funny enough, I wrote the lines in English. I cannot tell you why, 
why they came out in, in English and not in German or in Italian, but that's just how it came out. And yeah, I could do this <coughs> if you want to. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not very long to to just a, a side remark to your audience. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be scared. Okay. Um, yeah, I called it Simply Love. Simply Love. I love to watch you. I love to listen to you. I love to smell you. I love to taste you. And I love to feel you with my heart, with my soul, with my senses. I love to simply sit beside you and be. Just be. To me, you seem endless. When you merge with the horizon, when you merge with the setting sun, when you merge with the, with the shore. I am aware of your strength. I am aware of what you are capable of. And I am aware of your calmness, magic, kindness. You are one of the deepest loves of my life. And you will always be. That's my lines. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I, I find it fantastic because you, what I often comment on when I'm talking about something is, is the ability to express an emotion without having to use a thousand or two thousand words to do so. You know, it's um, it's not always achievable. And so I, I think it's great. Uh, especially that you can communicate those emotions in the raw way in which you do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they 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 are just there. Um, they emerge, and then I I don't know why now I I decided to to like take them out and let them out. I I started writing. When I was a, a child, actually, I wrote stories when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. I never showed them to anybody. I never did anything with that. Um, and I have friends who are always telling me, when I'm old and sitting under my cherry tree, I want to read your books. So go and start writing your books. <laughs> so I'm, mm. I'm laughing all the time. Um, and and this time I I wrote it, and for me it was also, and I want to share it. So what I did with these lines, actually, I shared them on Facebook and on Instagram, um, which I never did before. And um, I don't know why I did it now, but I just did it and it was okay. It was, felt fine. And uh, I think I will continue because I want to share what I feel with those who are interested and those who are not interested. They don't, they don't read it. They don't have to read it, mm. which is uh, perfectly fine. Yeah. And well, I would love to continue hearing and reading these uh, these lines and these poems. Um, I, as you know, I, I do really enjoy poetry um, mm -hmm. and especially the ability to be able to interpret these lines, mm -hmm. even if my interpretation is completely wrong. That doesn't matter. That's the whole point of art, isn't it? I wanted to say there's no wrong. I mm. mean, they, they, for, to, for me, there is no wrong. Like you hear like what there is the if you write something or if you draw a picture like you have an attention to express something but you cannot control uh, those ones to who are listening to it or who are watch seeing it watching it uh, that they will understand it in that way they will understand it and it will trigger in in them what what is in them so there for me there is no wrong or right there's just uh, different ways of um, seeing it mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which and it's interesting. Itself. It's so interesting, you know. Like I think if we would talk now about the lines I just uh, read out, it's uh, like for me it would be uh, interesting and amazing what you, what you, what they trigger in you, or what you understand out of them, what you're taking out of them, and maybe it would be vice versa when I explain what I wanted to express with them, you know. Mm. And this is the beauty of it, I guess. Like for me, at least, it's the beauty. 
Mm. W would you uh, share the, the poem with me so that I can put the lines also in the, the podcast notes when I sure. put them? Yeah? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Thank right. you. Yeah, I will send it to you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and with regards to the suggestion that your friends had uh, about you coming up with a book of poetry, I do remember we talked not so many hours ago um, and you said something very interesting. Um, we were talking about some of your status updates. In the end, we only regret uh, the actions that we didn't take. Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe for, to your audience, I am I'm posting on a regular basis sayings uh, on my WhatsApp status. Sometimes because I simply like them. Sometimes because um, I want to support a friend of mine because I think it's a nice saying for this person. And sometimes because it really mirrors my state of mind. And it's really nice to get the um, uh, reactions sometimes. Um, and this particular one is um, I posted because that is exactly how I see it since since decades actually. I I rather regret a chance I took. I rather regret something I did, something I tried, than not doing it. Like regretting not doing it, not taking the chance. And that is actually the way I live. Do and you feel more satisfied as a result? I feel more alive. Because taking, not taking a chance. And in sometimes for me equals to refuse life, like not to go for it. I mean, okay, we need to see here like what of what kind of things we are talking, no? like uh, what kind of chances. But um, when I'm when I'm going to die with 124, then <laughs> well, 127 and a half, I don't care. So I um, then I I I rather want to regret things I tried and maybe failed and had maybe also at the first a negative experience than not even trying it. Mm. I mean, it's also similar to the, the, the very old saying, it is better to have loved and lost than yes. never to have loved. At oh, all. Yes. yes, 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 yes. So true. It, I mean, it can tear you apart if you lose a love. Um, and desperation can be huge. But I think if you ask people who have lost love, I can imagine everyone would say, after a while, not in the, in the situation, and maybe not a short time after, but after a while, um, that they would not want to miss the laugh just to prevent the pain afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pain, pain is fleeting, even even in its most dire moments. But the, 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 the recollection of the deep affection that is love, uh, th that's what gives value to relationships, interaction. Um, it is actually what gives value to, to life. Mm, true. I mean, it's 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 a, a core. It's it's like it's a core. I don't know what you say in English. A core substance. It's like, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. It is a substance which is, um, yeah. It, it, it provides us with uh, an ability to appreciate a person or a thing. Uh, yeah. Because you can also love actions. That's what you know leads yeah. to passions. You know, yeah. when people say, "I love dancing," "I love yeah. music," you know, that's it's it's an extension of that same sentiment. Yeah, I think we. That's good that you that you um, di uh, differentiate here. Um, yeah, because because um, we tend to understand when we say love, when we hear love, mostly we hear romantic love. And 
I I I was actually not talking about romantic love, like love mm. in general, like you said, like love for something, to something, for yourself, like love in general, yeah, not yeah. only the romantic one, because this is only one kind of love. Um, yeah, absolutely, and 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 to not be able to love, um, you know, activities or yeah. things in themselves would yeah. make life so boring. Yes, I think yes. Huh? And I have been there. I've been there like when I was in my 20s, 2025. 20, I try to now I'm coming back to to romantic love, but it's an it's an it's a nice it's a nice experience. Like it's a nice um, example. And I I had experiences with which were tearing my heart apart. And then at a certain at a certain um, stage, I was like uh, um, in, in German would be bockish. <laughs> in mm. English you know like I was like okay so that's it now I'm fed up no love anymore this sucks I don't want this pain anymore <laughs> you know like fuck it all <laughs> I refuse you know mm. so and uh, and I closed up and then after a while I was like you know what if I do this nothing is happening like in general because you close you close if you close up to love it's like, yeah, it's like being dead anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, it, you know, nothing escapes, but then nothing can come in either. Yes, and exactly, exactly. Yes, you cannot be hurt, but you cannot feel joy either. You know, yes. I mean, the things which makes us joyful is where we are passionate about, where we are, where we have, where we feel love. If it's uh, for a certain dish, for music, for a hobby, for a person, uh, for an animal, for the nature, for a country, for a culture, whatever, you know, for your job or whatsoever. Um, it's uh, it's in, it's enriching and it's, um, yeah. So you lose this all if you close up. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tanya, once again, we've reached the hour mark. And yes. The, the time has flown, absolutely flown. Um, but it would be remiss of me if I were to not ask you one final mini, mini question. Okay. Um, before you, I think we talked about it, uh, is a new chapter, um, mm. new, new, new work, new, new mm. colleagues in some cases. Mm. Um, obviously, without going into details. Mm. Um, how excited are you to open up yet another new chapter in your adventure? Immensely. Immensely, huge, big, big time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm like, uh, I cannot wait to get started. I mean, I started, but not like, yeah. So I'm, I'm really starting off tomorrow, mm. getting to meet uh, new people. And I'm, yeah, I'm so curious and uh, excited. And uh, I'm, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, there is a there is a period of my life which is coming to an end and there is a new chapter starting. And I'm so curious to see also how things will uh, merge um, together. Yeah. Like being here and being in Berlin, having the job which uh, has a huge potential of let's say satisfaction and also my 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 me my life uh, a part of the work so yeah i'm i'm really 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 immensely curious <laughs> yeah i i can hear the positivity and um, i mean uh, that doesn't require any particular <laughs> skill in the area i mean it's rolling i mean you can tongue. you can ask me in six months again <laughs> i intend to <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what I'm saying then. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, but I'm 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 positive as to at least as to the application um, of your part. Um, but uh, also the topic sounds really cool. So um, yeah, I, I wish you all the best for your real start, as it were, uh, tomorrow. Thanks so much. That's very kind. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, and of course we look forward to. Um, perhaps having our next podcast in person.
Yeah, that'd be great. We should aim for that, definitely. Yeah, really looking forward to that because I, I think I haven't seen you in about five years, six years. Yes. I can't ages, imagine, but yeah, ages. Yeah, last time he, last time in Frankfurt, mm. ages ago. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be lovely. Cool. That'd be lovely. Cool. Okay, all right. So, um, all that remains to be said then on my part is thank you very much. It's always great not only to hear the words that you say, but the enthusiasm and emotion with which you express them. Um, are quite unique to you. So thank you, Tanya, for your time. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you for having me. And thanks for your for your kind words. <laughs> Always a pleasure. So talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Two and a mic. Two and a mic.